Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. joined with David Kilpatrick, Cosmos Club historian. We're going to have a conversation today on if the Cosmos are still the biggest club in U.S. soccer. I believe they are, uh, but let's get your opinion on that first. Yes or no, do you think the Cosmos are still the biggest club in U.S. soccer? Obviously, I'm biased, but uh, when it comes to legacy, history, the Cosmos have the greatest legacy in American soccer. My take on this is I think the Cosmos are the biggest club in U.S. soccer, like you said, based on the legacy, uh, based on the history, based on the players. And we still have that reach with players worldwide. And I think that's pretty cool because you, not the big names, but other uh, players that we've never heard of until they put on the Cosmos shirt, you finally see he knew about the Cosmos back in the day. He joined the club because of our history and what we've built up over time? Well, there's no question that players care about tradition, and they want to be able to wear Pelé's jersey, Canalia's jersey, Carlos Alberto's jersey, Beckenbauer's jersey, Raul's jersey, Marcus Sainz's jersey. The thing I love about U.S. soccer is that there's so much history, there's so much quality markets out there that deserve professional soccer or just any level of soccer in this country and I hope they can get uh, their team over time every city deserves a great soccer club and uh, many cities deserve many great soccer clubs we shouldn't be restricting any markets and we shouldn't be playing the franchise scarcity game with, with the global game that sort of brings up San Diego as well is you have, well, is NASL going to go there? Is MLS going to go there? Is USL going to go there? Why can't we all go there and be successful rather than saying, well, MLS is the only one that could dominate the market? I understand that that's just like politics within U.S. soccer. Uh, let's get back into the Cosmos chat. Um, MLS fans, on the other hand, on Twitter have said that LA Galaxy is one of the biggest clubs or is the biggest club in U.S. soccer. What would be your take on that? I think the Los Angeles Galaxy are unquestionably the most successful franchise in Major League Soccer history. Hmm. But uh, as for the club, uh, um, I have I have a few friends that work for the Galaxy, and I'll just uh, politely say it would be really fun to see the Cosmos play the Galaxy. Yeah, U.S. Open Cup final, Galaxy near Cosmos at MCU Park. That would be really cool. Well, I'd like to see that, yeah. My opinion on the Galaxy argument from MLS fans 
is one player made them popular, right? So David Beckham joined their team and brought their team onto another level. But that's what the Cosmos did over time. Their whole team was quality players back in the day. Quality players from the bench to on the pitch. And you have one player joining an MLS team who, okay, yeah, I understand. He's a quality player, David Beckham, and he has a brand. But you can't argue that against history more years than MLS teams have. I don't think that there's any question in my mind Mm-hmm. that soccer has enough interest here in the United States. When I was a kid, we were used to stadiums being filled with Americans interested in seeing the best talent. Mm-hmm. And I think the Beckham experiment just kind of reinforced that notion. Uh, you want to go out and see the, the top stars. That's why the international friendlies over the summer are so widely attended. Even though the they only draw, is there. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the funniest thing about those international friendlies is you buy those tickets that are overpriced to see these clubs that are popular throughout the world. And for example, let's take this past summer, Real Madrid was there. So you're buying the ticket thinking that you're going to go see Ronaldo or Bell, right? And you show up, yeah. and no, Ronaldo took his holiday that summer. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Well, you certainly really can't uh, crow about uh, a mid-season team defeating a preseason team in a friendly. You can only take it uh, for so much. But the fact that a club like Real Madrid has that kind of a draw here in the United States or uh, any of the major European clubs that are able to pull tens of thousands of fans regularly shows that uh, there's a clear market and interest for soccer at the most elite level here in the United States. And I think it's a matter of meeting that demand. Mm. I agree on that one. Uh, Let's sort of end on this point here. This is one thing that I think a lot of fans in U.S. soccer, maybe from the NASL level, MLS especially, they don't, um, they don't, understand this one point and it's the New York Cosmos made soccer in this country popular. I agree with that completely. I talk about the play effect as one of something that you fly across the United States. I'm sure John, you probably heard me say this before because <laughs> I, I do say it a lot, but when I was a kid, when you would fly across the United States, you'd look out the window on a sunny day you'd see the landscape dotted with baseball diamonds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now when you make that same flight, you see the American landscape dotted with soccer pitches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something that really was a result of Pelé, of Pelé signing with the, the Cosmos. No question about it. Yeah. And, the first mm-hmm. soccer ball I ever kicked in the 1970s uh, was actually a volleyball. <laughs> because it wasn't all that easy to go out and get a soccer ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you can get one anywhere. You see one being kicked on any street corner, uh, any field that, that's vacant. Um, kids are trying to kick a soccer ball around as much as they're trying to throw a pointy ball around or, or swing at a baseball or what have you. There's been a tremendous transformation of our sporting landscape, 
and the Cosmos' role in that transformation just can't be can't ever be put into words to, to the degree that really it warrants it. They really changed America. And if you watch uh, Once in a Lifetime, Beckenbauer says sort of the same thing that you just said, David. He said, and I think he was talking like after the team went out of business the first time, he said that he would drive around New Jersey and while they were playing, there was sort of no soccer fields or when he arrived. But towards the end, there were people playing soccer. That was pretty cool that the Cosmos had that effect. And I wish soccer fans across the country could understand that and could sort of appreciate what the Cosmos did to U.S. soccer. And that's why we need them in the soccer landscape. Well, I think we have a a really great mission that we've had since the club started in 1971. And it wasn't just to grow the game here in New York. It was to grow the game throughout the country and also to represent United States soccer internationally. And we're doing that again this week in the Dominican Republic. And it always seems like we're making history as well. We're going to play the Dominican Republic national team. Absolutely. You know, we played down uh, in the Dominican Republic in 1976. The team we actually played there in Santo Domingo was Violet of Haiti. Which is just kind of an odd thing that, that it would have been a club team from the other side of the island. It's always great to sit down, have a conversation about the New York Cosmos and just look back in the past. And it seems like we're building for the future. So what do you think the Cosmos have to do under Rocco, under his guidance and his leadership to have the legacy continue and to put those footprints down for the future? First and foremost, we need to really embrace the opportunity at Coney Island and make it our home and and make it a fortress that other teams are afraid to come and play. Um, There couldn't really be a better place, in my opinion, uh, for us to to further the club's mission. The carnivalesque atmosphere in the summers at Coney Island is uh, something that every New Yorker, I think, uh, holds close to their heart. So the the idea of this great institution, the New York Cosmos, playing at this iconic space uh, right there at Coney Island, it's just, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do you think the team has to do something with the international fans to get them more involved within the team? I, I think we're seeing that. Uh, we Our second goal scorer the other night uh, is a little bit of an indication, I think. But uh, more than anything, I think Gio wants to put out the best 11 without really worrying too much about the, you know, ethnic backgrounds and attracting certain uh, nationalities. I Mm -hmm. think more than anything, we need a team that represents the world's most global city. Um, And so a cosmopolitan roster is what is best for New York. So I I think that we're going to, continue to, to build upon that. I think the players that we've brought back and the players that have been introduced and some of the players that are being rumored as additions uh, show the continuity of purpose. And I really want to see the Cosmos continue traveling abroad for preseason. 
that's how you grow the brand over time as well. And the point I was trying to make with the international fans is I remember the final against Indy Levin at St. John's University. There was no international stream for fans across the world. So my thought on that is I think the team needs to work on growing the brand in New York, but they need to work on sort of connecting those fans across the world that love the team maybe from back in the day, but to get them involved with the team right now? It's very common as I go about my business uh, on a daily basis, often wearing a Cosmos shirt or jacket, that someone will say something along the lines of, well, that must be an old jacket. Uh, Cosmos, I used to go see them. Obviously, people haven't been aware of the reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, how we captured the hearts and minds, or should I say recapture the hearts and minds. Uh, on the field, Giovanni Severisi and his team have done everything that could be asked of them. Uh, three championships in four years ought to garner that attention. Um, but obviously, it hasn't been as easy. Um, that uh, It's not just a matter of uh, ignoring. Uh, it's well, th- there has to be some reason for the silence and the lack of celebration of the club's accomplishments. But uh, we do have a very solid fan base, uh, a rabid and, I have to say, very, very knowledgeable fan base that understands this club, its heritage, and its place in the current American soccer landscape. So the more we get that word out, the more that enthusiasm spreads, it is contagious, uh, the more people see how exciting it is to be a part of the five points, how welcoming and inclusive they are, how passionate they are, um, I think uh, we'll continue to, to grow from strength to strength. That doesn't mean we're going to have you know, 50,000, 60,000 people out there like when I was a kid. That That isn't going to happen overnight again. Um, but uh, I think MCU Park is a really great place for us to move forward in a very positive, sustainable direction. Well said, David. I hope we can get those fans from back in the day back. And it's not going to happen overnight. We're not going to sign a big-name player and they're going to come over because I don't think U.S. soccer is like that anymore. I think we've grown, and a lot of people say soccer is growing. I think it's popular, but it's popular in pockets throughout the United States. So in the bigger cities, it's very popular, but I think we need to grow just more organically, just grow over time rather than buying that big-name player because we want fans that care more about the team rather than that one player because I feel like that happened with Raul when the Cosmos brought Raul for that season, it was great. As a fan that supported the team, it was a great move. But I think they thought that they were going to get more fans to the stadium, which I totally believe that they were. But then once he left, it just felt like they were not there for the team. They were there just for one player and rooting and going to the game to see that one player. Well, again, we, we've got another opportunity with this season coming up. Uh, we know that Gio's built a, a really great team. I really enjoyed 
the 2016 season for a variety of reasons. It was a great game, great contest against Indy 11. It's a shame that more New Yorkers weren't there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact is, most New Yorkers didn't know about it. Uh, what, what needs to change to, to make sure that this team gets the, gets the kind of support that it really deserves? Well, it's conversations like we're having right now and the interactions that we have with other people that we know love the beautiful game. Uh, I think when they come out, check out the Cosmos and see that this isn't just a winning team, mm-hmm. but a, a team that plays the game in a beautiful way, an exciting attacking team with a solid foundation. Um, it, it's, it's an exciting thing to witness. And if you really love great soccer, the Cosmos are a club for you. And that's the thing is that people like us, supporters of the New York Cosmos, that want to see the team grow, all come together and just tell the people in our city that maybe love soccer, but maybe don't like soccer, but love the sport, might get into the Cosmos and might fall in love with the team, might like just going to Coney Island maybe, you know what I mean? Like might like different things about going to the game. And that's what we have to do is bring a lot of people to the game. New York soccer fans have clear choices now. And we can see what each team represents. Mm-hmm. Uh, not talking about what the other teams that, that are on offer to New Yorkers and what they represent. It's clear what the Cosmos represent. Um, a certain kind of cosmopolitanism, the, the idea that New York is a global city, that the global game should be thriving, in in the world's great global city, um, and also a winning tradition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The idea that this team doesn't settle for second best, that there's a strong winning tradition here, and that we're, we're playing in a league that allows us to strive for excellence, season in, season out. Uh, that's something that uh, I think when people understand that they appreciate it, they love it, and they embrace it. That should be the Cosmos marketing campaign right there. On Twitter, a Cosmos employee said that the Cosmos are going to have billboards and are going to have commercials and other things to promote the team throughout the city. Have you seen anything yet from those uh, points right there? Uh, I think the focus right now, at least from my perspective, has been on making sure that there's a, a team that we can all be proud of but I'm absolutely confident that uh, ownership and management are going to make sure we spread the good word. I really hope they do. Can't wait to see those billboards. And people said that they saw commercials everywhere. Um, so I can't wait to see those. Uh, what would be your your last word or your final word to the listeners? What would you tell them um, before we end the show? I just uh, hope that if you love New York soccer and you feel that New York should claim a, a prominent club role in the globe game, global game, uh, then come on out to Coney Island. Make this your home. Uh, support this team. They deserve our support. Uh, they uh, won't disappoint. And uh, let's be part of something really special. 
Thanks, David, for coming on the show. You can follow him on Twitter at Dr. D. Kilpatrick. Thank you, John. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. The Borough Boys, the Benadol Cosmos, and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York Street and White. What we bleed, you see, and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cause we're country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely songs come and see it in our playing. The fact of it is, the rap from here, attacks, passion, bliss. Reacts, tap, and we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stack the wing, holding back the stand through the mid, cutting the seams, it seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. In fact, Girl, down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you about the views. Like shouting cues aloud to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'll check the desk, no excuse. Each session, a lesson, it's not about perfection. The work's the test, and F's connected like a method. Not breathless after training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's the most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.